This week we're reviewing How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is a follow-up to the 2009 How to Train Your Dragon. It's directed by Dean DeBlow, and the cast is, uh, the leads are Jay Baruchel, Kate Blanchett, and Gerard Butler. And the plot basically picks up where the first one left off. So when we finished the first one, they had made peace with the dragons, they had established a colony, the Vikings and the dragons were living together in the city of Burke. And when we pick up now, the Toothless and Hiccup, the two main characters, are out kind of exploring the larger world, trying to spread their message of peace and joy, living with dragons, to, to other, other people. And they encounter some sort of rogue dragon hunters, and the story unfolds from there. So uh, let's start by, Justin, what did you think of How to Train Your Dragon Part 1? I liked it. Um, it was one of those movies where I wasn't sure if I would or not, but I heard a lot of uh, people say that it was actually really good, yeah. not just as a kid's movie, but as a just a movie in general. And yeah, I liked it. I don't think I have like the over the top, oh my God, it's my favorite movie ever sort of reaction that some people I think have, but I think it's good. Okay. So what about you? I think more of the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. It's like basically the same. You know, it's like if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Why? Because... They're like the same. <laughs> I mean, not identical, but I think, you know, they're absolutely cut from the same cloth. So you would recommend it to people? Yeah, absolutely. If you like the first one, go see the second one. It's an easy decision. Okay. Steve, what did you think about the first one? Uh, similar boat with Justin where, you know, like I initially wrote it off entirely because it was a DreamWorks film and, you yeah. know. We love our dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Call back. But... Uh, but then, yeah, I wish people say they really loved it. So I watched it, didn't really love it, but it was okay. Like, you know, I I don't know. Like, I think I love the music more than the movie. Like, I, I love Jonesy, who did a fantastic, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, theme song for the first movie. And I'm kind of sucker for any movie where, like, vaguely Celtic music fills the air, you know, <laughs> which happens actually in both of these films. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, they're just sort of like, I'm just enough, like, you know, sweet. Fun funnest in the movie to you know make up for like just the endless you know amounts of dragons flying through the air, which I think they spend way too much time in both movies you know doing. Actually, even I think it's worse in this movie than the previous one. There's just so much just dragons flying through the air and oh, it's so majestic and amazing and uplifting. And I you know I I can only you know handle so much of it. And there's <laughs> definitely more there than I can handle. Um, but on the balance, like I think the rest of it sort of makes up for that. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have to go. I mean, they're kind of like they're they're eventually you know exactly from the same cloth. If you like the first one, you probably like the same one for the same reasons, or the new one for the same reasons. Okay, so you basically would recommend them both to the same degree, which is a yeah, little, a little bit. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I would I would say like I don't know. I I didn't see the first one in theaters, and mm -hmm. I didn't regret waiting to to see yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and and had we not been reviewing it for the show, I probably would have waited to watch this one on iTunes as well. Um, you know, it's, it's worth, you know, it's worth a rental, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So I, for the first half of the movie, because a lot of, nowadays when we do this, like I'm kind of sort of doing the review in my head oh, as yeah. we watch it. <laughs> so like the first half of the movie, I was I was fully prepared to say this is a spectacular movie. Because at least, so the first, not the very first opening scene, but like the first scene where Hiccup and Toothless are present. Mm -hmm. There's some... Truly, at least in my mind, there were some truly spectacular, like uplifting moments. You know, they're doing, they're really playing with the whole flying with the dragon thing, and I really, really dug that. Uh, and it, you know, it, it keeps it up for a while. And then the the only there's only two major downsides to this movie. I think overall, I would recommend it. I think it is it, it is pretty cool. One downside is that the pacing's kind of weird. 
Like mm. sometimes I felt like, oh, this is the end, but it wasn't really the end. Um, so it's sometimes hard to figure out like, what, how should I be feeling right now? Should I be relieved because they sorted it all out or am I prepared for more stuff? So it feels a little weird sometimes with that. And unfortunately, I think the bad guy is just generic, grade A, right. off the shelf bad guy who like in every conceivable respect. Like, yeah, he's incredibly one dimensional. Yeah, it was it was like if if Steve could drop like his least favorite combination of every bad guy in every movie ever. I was like, that's you know, I, I really like it when a bad guy is like smart, you know, mm. and like really feels it feels like he could he could choose to be good, you know. It's just that he for whatever reason or or at least as a baseline if there was a good reason for yeah. the bad guy to be bad which i didn't feel like there was even really yeah. one here like i wasn't even sure you know like because because he because of arm, yeah man. it was because of the arm but even that like yeah. I, felt, I, felt, I felt really flimsy it was it was really weird it was like a video game bad guy basically so i mean i i just had to make a conscious decision to like consider him not in the movie <laughs> and i like the movie much better so you know just know that that that's kind of goofy i mean it, the entire movie rises and falls on the quality of like toothless and hiccup you know so if you dig that then you'll dig most of the movie so like overall i think it, it's one of these movies where i feel like there were some really great highs and some really just weird lows for mm-hmm. like the bad guy um so if you're okay with that if you're okay sort of averaging it out i'd say it, it is a lot of fun i, I don't i mean i kind of want to go back we all saw it in two day 2d but I, I kind of want to see it in 3D just to see if that those flight experiences are different. Yeah, and there's so much movies devoted to that. It seems yeah. like that may make... Yeah, if you're into that, that you may really get, get a kick out of that. Yeah, so... That's one thing that kind of annoys me about watching a movie that's available in 3D in 2D because I really actually kind of prefer to watch movies in 2D. But you'll see shots in the movie and you'll go... Yep, they did yeah. that just because they could do it in 3D. It's like, oh, somebody happens to point something at the camera, or oh, we happen to zoom through this opening <laughs> yeah, and yeah, something. It's yeah. like, oh, all the stuff you're like, uh huh, <laughs> 3D. Yeah, what was what was the Mickey Mouse? The oh, get a horse. That was the one that we yeah. saw in front of uh, Frozen. Yeah, it that is, one probably. Wait, did like, we see Frozen in 3D or not? I can't remember. We didn't. Now. That that or I did. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't. Yeah, yeah. Which that entire short is about right. the 3Dness of everything. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, I, I you know. I think it is. I think it's easy to recommend. It's a good little fun movie, and um, the I would say you could see it at home, except for the fact that the 3D stuff, if you're into that, mm-hmm. could be pretty awesome. If you're like a 3D, you really like that experience, yeah. The spectacle there that is there. So if you're not, then you can wait. But if you really want to see 3D, then I'd say check it out in the, in the theater. That's fair. I think having not seen the 3D, it's kind of a toss up though, because I feel like there's good 3D and there's bad 3D, right? That's true. Well, usually yeah. the 3D rendered stuff is is better than the. Yeah, I, I feel like it's almost the degree to which they use the effect, you know, because I feel like I think actually Prometheus did a good job of not abusing the 3D yeah. effects. I saw that in 3D and at a certain point you kind of stop totally noticing the That's 3D true. and That's it just really kind of true. becomes yeah. like just another sort of aspect of the movie. But there's some movies, and this one's probably one of them, where it's like, 3D, 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 we paid a fortune for this 3D projector. We are going to use it for everything possible. Like, so yeah. Put on your 3D glasses now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think it depends on exactly how they did it. But but the CG is way easier for them to do. Yeah. Because um, what was the movie a while ago that, I think it was maybe the Alice in Wonderland that came out a few years yeah. ago. Um, I saw that in 3D and it was like kind of nauseating, you know, it was like oh, hard right. to watch. And I found out later that actually the movie had been shot in 2D and they had gone back oh. and painted on the depth effect. It's like, why did you think that would work? <laughs> well, that, is, that is probably the period where everyone's like, oh my God, we have a way to get people in the theaters. Make yeah, three, that might be true. 3D, you know, but it's just like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's, I guess that's basically a review. Um, so if you want to send us any feedback, you can email feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. You can find us on Twitter at Low Earth Show. 
all the notes for all the stuff that we talk about is on our website at lowearthorbit.fm. And we have a YouTube page where all of the uh, video versions of the episodes show up. And we're up to 19 subscribers. So we are just a hair. <laughs> there, there is this tiny, tiny little line between us and uh, 20. So if somebody's out there. Feels like they have a few minutes. It could be you. It could be you. <laughs> would be the one. We will. We will have a little party in your name uh, when we see that. Not we'll have really. one of those little banner ads. You are the twentieth. <laughs> Click here to this YouTube page. Click here. All right. So we're going to talk about spoilers in the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, pause now and come back, and we'll be here. <laughs> so uh steve what did you what do you want to spoil for the people out there um i'm curious what you guys thought about the, the you know mom sort of abandoning her child and living with the dragons <laughs> and, you know then the feral wilderness ice cave thing it was a it's kind of stretch believability for me yeah it was kind of like she, she was kind of like oh i forgot to come home yeah, like it's so awesome. ever. Yeah. I definitely had that exact thought at some point in the movie. I was like, I could see this for like a few weeks. I don't yeah. know about twenty years. <laughs> did you just forget where everyone lived? Like, did yeah. you miss speaking English? Like, I mean, <laughs> the dragons don't talk. I mean, and yeah. they, she was kind of like that a little bit when he first meets her. It's almost like she's sort of forgotten how to interact with people. But then she speaks perfectly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's like, no, 20 years is a long time. Yeah, and it was weird too because like it, it almost feels like they figured that out and then they had the literally dramatic scene where like they, they maybe added the scene where they almost killed Hiccup. And that was like sort of her motive for, oh, they'll never understand me. And then she's like, I can't go back. That was kind of her reason, but it didn't. She was saying like, well, because there was an obvious question, like, why didn't you come home? Like right where you knew everybody was. And she was like saying, well, I couldn't go back because I couldn't convince anybody else that dragons were yeah, dangerous, think, which is... I think maybe they were like, well, she was, she was trying to, they, they're trying to make the point that she was a danger to her, her child by believing in peace with the dragon. Yeah. I mean, I mean it was... Yeah. Or, it, it just makes it feel like her, she wasn't like... She made her seem like she didn't really believe in her like convictions. Like, you know, like she... They want to have both ways. That she like believed in peace with the dragons, but also you know, was trying to, like, yeah. protect her child by not being there. I think, I think you're thinking... Despite the fact that dragons were attacking. I think I, I, I think you're expecting... Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it felt weird. I, I have to say, I was encouraged initially when Hiccup is flying, skipping along the top of the clouds, and he encounters, like, this mysterious figure. I usually dig that because I was concerned that they were going to too quickly introduce the villain. Mm. And I like it when there's sort of, like, another main character you know and i think actually it would have been a much better movie if they had somebody who was never fully fleshed out like kind of more mysterious character and yeah. then it, it kind of felt like oh here's a mysterious character and then like two minutes later they're like oh it's your mom it's like okay i mean mm. that, that's cool okay, i wish they had sort of gone on longer or or well just maybe if they kept it as not a family member you know, it's like some but some other variable that didn't have such an immediate connection. Yeah, and yeah. save that reveal for later in the movie. Yeah. I feel like the pacing yeah. of the beginning of the movie was was really brisk. Yeah, like it barely starts out, and you know, in this like frenetic, you know, you know, cha you know, like race thing. The sheep, by the way, I gotta say, I, I, I love the sheep. I love the sheep too as well. They were they were my, my favorite parts. Yeah, uh, I love that they come back at the end as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, I noticed at some point in the movie, do we see there's basically only three kinds of animals I think we see in the entire movie. Dragons, sheep, 
and fish. Am I wrong? Are there any other species oh, the food. of animals that show up anywhere else in either movie? I don't think there yeah, is anything. Might, no, you might be right. Because even like, you know, I mean, there's like the little fish fish, but then there's like these sort of like manta ray dragon. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what's going on stuff. with those. And yeah. like at the beginning, you're kind of like skimming over the ocean and there's like these water dragons that are sort of like, yeah. you know, migrating like she, or something. It was kind of weird because they didn't establish how Toothless got back to the ice cave. Like there was the swimming guys and I was like, oh, right. did they fly? Did they pick him up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't it's know. It's very odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured that, like, just given, like, the rules of, like, script writing, they they couldn't have him die in such a, like, not, like, it would have to be a lot more dramatic if they were actually going to do that to him. So, like, obviously he's going to come back. It's just a question of, like, how. It's like, uh, maybe some underwater thing will scoop him up and spit him out in the cave. But but he was back in no time. Like, I thought they let him. It was pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) They, they, like, at least, like, let his faux death linger for a little while. So you could, like, begin to wonder. But, no, you know, 30 seconds later, he's back alive. Just fine. (laughs) Uh, what did you What did you guys think of the the father dying? Uh, I was pretty bummed about that. Mostly, I mean, I think that in both movies that character is kind of like a bit flat. You know, he's just sort of yeah, like you know, the dad who doesn't get his kids sort of yeah. character. Which you know, he's, he's got a little more kind of emotional. Yeah, he's got a little bit more. But just mostly bummed that Gerard Butler is not going to be in any future yeah. How to Train Your Dragon movies. You know, I was bummed that the that the flaming arrow didn't miss. The boat. Like, what a wasted opportunity. Just <laughs> <laughs> since Kit Harrington is like, you know, in is in is one of the voices, one of the characters. Like totally could have done a Who? Game of Thrones callback. The guy plays Jon Snow. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Which one is he doing? This he, must, movie? He, must, he must have been one of the like dragons. Know, one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those. I think it must be one of those kids. I don't know. Wow, that's interesting. You're talking about though in Game of Thrones with the with the flaming arrow. Oh, oh which uh, I've was, already forgotten. It was, uh, I think it was, it was like season three when... Spoilers for a different <laughs> show. <laughs> Wait, is this, is this like the battle in the harbor at King's Landing? No, no, no. It's a funeral boat thing. Exactly oh, no, no, thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, that actually would have been brilliant. Yeah, because, yeah, it takes him like... Does he ever get it? Or does No, he doesn't ever get it. They have to like... His uncle has to do it or something instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they could have done that. They could have done... Could've, you could've, yeah. That, that would have been wow. perfect. Okay, that would have been pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, it might have ruined, like, the mood of the, the movie, but, like... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, would, it would definitely change the tone of that whole scene. <laughs> that should, they should have done that in the outtakes. That would have been great, yeah. I like it when CG films do outtakes. Yeah. Like, Pixar movies sometimes do outtakes, and that's great. Oh, it's always with John... <laughs> what's his name? John Ratzenberger? John Ratzenberger? Is that the pig? Uh, the guy who plays all the characters. What is his name? Yeah. I think it's John Ratzenberger. Yeah, I think you're Ratzen- right. Ratzen- Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. Because they did one... It might have been... Was it Toy Story 3? Where they? Oh, no, it was Cars. It was Cars. Yeah. Where they show, yeah. like... First of all, they show Cars versions of all the Pixar yeah. movies. They're like all like toy cars or like <laughs> all bug cars or like whatever, right? <laughs> By the end, he's like, that's the same voice as in all these things. <laughs> what kind of cut rate operation is this? <laughs> the best thing, though, is that it starts off. He's, he's watching the movies and it starts off with him being like, well, this is a fine thespian if I've ever seen one. He's like, wait a minute. This is the same guy we used over and over again. Yeah, that was amazing. That's awesome. um, yeah, they, they should have done. They did. Although it's interesting. So after the. Well. Yeah, during the credits in this one, in Train Your Dragon, they did, like, concept art, which I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually ever seen Oh, before. in the credits that we saw just yeah. here? Oh, my gosh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, was actually, cool. I think, one of, I think, the best parts of the movie. Because something about the particular style they did all that artwork It's, in, like, idyllic. Well, idyllic, it really right? reminded me, actually, so before all of the Lord of the Rings movies came out and yeah. got real popular, like, 
there was a lot of Lord of the Rings like artwork in that kind of style, you know? Oh. And that's what it looks like. It looks just like that. Like if you go back and look at like, you know, that style of painting yeah. that people would do of like, you know, Gandalf or like, you know, the Balrog and stuff. And you're just like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's what it looked like. You yeah. Know? yeah. But no. there was really, I actually kind of liked that better than the art style it's, of the movie itself. It's, yeah. Yeah. Particularly like, 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 like that. Although humans, you know, like it's just if it, it feels just so generic the way that all that they were rendered for the most part. Yeah, it's interesting that there is this. Yeah, the, the DreamWorks like humans have a particular look. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm it's, not a fan. It, it's it's weird. It's it's like almost. Yeah, I don't know how to say, like with with the the Pixar human. Like I'm thinking of like Incredibles for example. Hmm. They they look basically human, and there's little embellishments and whatever, but they never look like. The DreamWorks characters always, to me, look like intentionally stylized. Mm. Like they don't want them to look too human, so they do some crazy thing where it's like yeah. elongated features or whatever. Um, and I, I never get that feeling with the, from the Pixar Pixar people. But with these guys, I kind of have to consciously not look at it, so I'm not yeah. thinking about it. As, I might be overthinking this, but there was a shot towards the beginning of the movie where uh, Hiccup is walking around, and you can actually get like a look at him, like in full yeah. profile. And I was looking at the difference between his feet, he's got like the peg leg yeah. and he's got his foot. His his real foot looks like the size of a watermelon. I'm like, what <laughs> your foot so big? I like, totally took me out of the movie. I'm like, what is, is that just his boot? Why is his foot so big? Yeah, it's bigger I, than his head. Yeah, I, I thought I thought his foot was like a cast at the beginning, actually. Oh, like, oh real yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. By the way, the, the microsecond thing that happened and we were both laughing at was when they were in the cave and they met, they, like they, they met the mother again. Mm-hmm. And the I forget what the guy, the best friend, whatever it is, that comes along. He's like, this is why I never got married. There's one other reason I never got married. <laughs> and they never follow up with it either. Well, I mean, I, I'm to me, it was he's gay. I mean, it was sort of. The, I, I don't know. Or like, the, you know, there are more parts that are pegged. Oh, uh, that's, that's possible, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was Cute whatever it was. It was hilarious because you're just like, wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, this is a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's funny. So, like, like I said, there were some some really high points and some weird ones. And um, the actually, I thought the way they did the the husband and wife thing was pretty cool. Like how it was it, at least for me, it was kind of unexpected where he was trying to basically win her back. Mm. Uh, and I thought that was yeah. it was it added some depth to his character because he's usually just sort of the you know breaking stuff guy. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of dug that. Yeah. I think it did help when he then later got killed off. It gave a little more gravitas. You know, yeah. To that yeah. Whole thing. yeah. I mean, it felt very attentional to the whole movie, like you know the themes of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I literally there was a moment where I I thought like a mu- a song was starting. I was like, is this is this a musical? Musical. Where like yeah. the mom like almost mm. she, the way she was talking was like, oh, it sounds like they're leaning into a song. And I was like, oh no, no song. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> Still a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> Got some guy who just really wants to write Disney yeah. movies. He's going to try and slip songs in DreamWorks. Like, Bob, you got to stop. We don't do songs here. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually still, I, I mean, I think for me the best part of the movie is how emotive uh, Toothless is. Like how much you feel like, yeah, that's like my dog or, you know, whatever. And like you really feel for that character. And like particularly there was one moment where I was like, like he he kills the dad and he obviously doesn't mean to. And uh, Hiccup's mad at him. And he's like, at least for me, I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for because he's like he's mad at him. And Toothless is like, I don't understand. He's really like sad about it. And like I felt that sadness that he yeah. was feeling. And that's hard to do a with a CG character at all. And B, when it's like a dragon, you know, but the eyes are so emotive and the, the mannerisms are emotive. I mean, that 
Yeah, it's hard that, to get that right. I think that's one of the problems I had with both films is that I'm not really like a dog person, and so like I always felt like it was trying really hard to make them be like oh, dogs. Oh yeah, and I never really like grew up with dogs or like ever had. They're just like dragons. Yes, that makes perfect sense now. <laughs> Um, so I feel like I was always missing something. Like whenever they spend a lot of time like focusing on the dragon and it's yeah, like rubbing their belly, yeah, and, yeah, and all that stuff. And I'm like, I feel like, oh, I, yeah, I should be reacting to this in some like, you know, some emotional way. And no, did you guys, did you see Lilo and Stitch? Have you seen? Yeah. No. Okay. So it's some of the same people that worked on this and worked on Lilo and Stitch, which I is why, that. yeah, which is why Toothless kind of Toothless has is a, kind of Stitch like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you like that? Did you like that movie? It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember not liking it <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i would probably remember it more clearly if i hadn't liked it so i think it's probably okay i just haven't seen it forever though the one thing i, mean, I actually liked it but it was um it, it was sort of a dark horse mm-hmm. movie um kind of intentionally in a way but it was funny because leading up to the release of that movie they had like promotional trailers and what they did is they would start it would look as if they were doing a promotional trailer for beauty and the beast or mm-hmm. little mermaid and it would be like pitch perfect like same animation everything right. They, like in the Beauty and the Beast one, it was like they were in the ballroom you know, mm-hmm. with, the, with the dress and everything. And then all of a sudden, Stitch would show up and like start wreaking havoc. And uh, it would basically like, tear like, that movie the apart. Just, like, react yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. That's awesome. It was pretty pretty cool. But yeah, um, yeah. Okay. That's not like typical Disney marketing though, right? That's more no, like, was, like the Muppets would do, right? Where they like yes, do, exactly. like, margin on somebody else's trailer. It was yeah. that that kind of deal. Yeah, where it was sort of like the fourth wall. Not, not really fourth wall busting. Well, a little bit. He was invading different characters' yeah. universes, you know. Yeah. That's cool. Geopolitical struggle involving <laughs> dragons and Vikings. <laughs> <laughs>